This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by Rumi. Cold drafts, flickering lights, and where's that leak coming from? If you've ever wondered what's really going on in your home, Rumi's Ask a Home Inspector service can help. Connect with a certified professional home inspector by phone or video call and get your questions answered. Rumi will let you know what's easily fixable with a little DIY or when you might need to call in some professional help. Visit rumi.ca that.ca and book your Ask a Home Inspector appointment today. Enjoy the show. Hey, fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another and another and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field. Bang him! Bang him! Bang him! Somebody light me up! It's time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. We are a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and we are also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and welcome back into the district as we are meeting on an off week where we, we don't have anything really Elks related to talk about, but we'll find ways because that's what we do. Uh, but we are going to set up the uh, West West Final, I guess. Now I was going to say semi, but we're past that. Uh, the West Final. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about those games that happened on the weekend, and we're going to have be joined by an amazing guest uh, that I want to introduce everyone to, and uh, and hopefully get on to joining on his show. Uh, before that, of course, let's get to our normal guests and all of my favorite people, the one and only super fan Mike. Who are you calling normal? That's fair. <laughs> I like how you followed that up with the gentlers. That's I know. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you doing, super fan? Uh, uh, well, uh, good. It's, um, you know, it was uh, a fun weekend of um, frivolity and football. And uh, as long as you're not following some of my NFL team, then, you know, it's pretty good. It was a bad, <laughs> bad, bad weekend for football that way. I mean, forty-one yeah. ten could have gone either way, it's but just, uh, yeah, but the coin toss happened. Um, yes, and the game started. So yeah, the what um, gonna... yeah, my my fantasy football is also crying this week. It's hey, I, I won. Oh, look at you go! I did. I know. So Actually, bad. that's right. We're going to talk about it. The with the all district semifinal. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, uh, you went to the uh, the uh, fan event on yes. Saturday. So uh, tell us a little bit about that before we, we get into too much else. It, it was pretty fantastic. Um, we got there. There was very little lineup, actually. A lot of people are still either keeping it away or I think the Oilers had their uh, locker room sale at the same time. 
Right. Only downtown. So that was a little uh, tougher. It's like a hit for the attendance. But, uh, you know, we got there. There was about maybe 15 people in front of us. Uh, went up and uh, got to talk to and get autographs by Matt O'Donnell, Kwaku Boateng, and Ooh. the legendary Gizmo Williams. Uh, and again, when we left, there was no one in the line at all. So, wow. I mean, in some ways, that's a little bit worrying and maybe should be some alarm bells for, if not the team, the league in general. Um, but I think there's certainly some reasons why it happened. So hopefully the next time it's a little better. And then we got into the store and everything was 25% off, uh, except for the stuff in the back, which was clearance and got some smoking deals on some stuff. So nice. yeah, all around, it's going to be another green and gold Christmas. So yeah, all pretty good. <laughs> so just like every other year. Right. That's right. But more why break because it was cheap. <laughs> Never pay retail. That's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have somebody that reminds you of that often, which is yes, yes, that is fantastic. That's good. Uh, did you ask Quaku to show you his hula hoops? Uh, no, I did not. Oh well, uh, I'm disappointed. Yeah, well, I don't really know if I'm a hula hoop worthy. Let's just go with oh, that. Well. <laughs> Do you know who wants to see the hula hoops? Commissioner Kayla. That's who wants to see the hula hoops, right? Yeah, I don't sure. <laughs> What's the connotation behind You're that? Not I feel like that could go a lot of ways. <laughs> Want to see Kwaku take down the quarterback? Oh, <laughs> yes. See? Oh. There we go. <laughs> yes, nice. yes, absolutely. Nice recovery, yeah. super fan. Oh. <laughs> fantastic. Yep, that's very good. Um, how are you doing, Kamish? Yeah, good. Good. I mean, I, I feel the, the pain of the NFL as well. My team was horrible. Yeah, very, very horrible. It was not a good football weekend. And then I feel bad because I completely forgot about <laughs> the games yesterday. <laughs> so I had to watch them after the fact. But, um, yeah, we can talk about that later. So Yeah, we can. exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I love your background, though. We've all been commenting on how it looks like you're so sparkly. You have, like, a little halo. I don't hear Andrew. It's lovely. Yes, but it's very close. So I'm just going to push it back a little bit. Yeah. All right, then. Well, that's better. There you go. Um, okay, so uh, let's uh, let's bring in our guest because uh, yes. we have a very exciting Please. guest this week. Um, now he, he's going to join us to talk about the West Final, which is exciting, um, and he's the host of the brand new this year Let's Go Bombers bot podcast, uh, and of course a bomber super fan. Uh, it's Zach Schnitzer. Did I say that right? You nailed it. I I, I was going to preempt you, uh, Andrew, but you nailed it. I remember it I, is Zach. Okay, good. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Zach or something. I, I did. I did toy with it, but then I thought, no, I'll, I'll leave it like that. But uh, but welcome to the district, my friend. Um, Thank we're, you. We're we're glad to have you on. And uh, before we we get too far into uh, the game and all those types of things, I. I I, I just want to, whenever we have a fan on, we kind of ask first some of the, how they got to where they are. So um, go back and tell us, when did you first get introduced to football and, and when did you become a fan? Wow. Okay. This is, uh, this is fun. So I, um, actually, it's funny you ask, uh, tomorrow night I was invited by the bomber office um, because apparently it's our 25th anniversary of having season tickets. Oh, so, awesome. which means we must have started. My dad and I, and our uh, uh, his buddy Fred and my my good buddy Damien, um, started in '96 in the old stadium. 
So we'd go, uh, the four of us, and uh, we we go for years. And so that's where it started. And then, uh, so I was always born and bred a Bomber fan. And of course, I have ever so fond memories of the 2001 season and 07 and lots of heartbreak <laughs> over the years. Um, but always watched with my dad. And then uh, I moved away a couple times and always came back to Winnipeg for some ungodly reason. But uh, whatever. <laughs> here I am. I love it here. Um and so I, I just, uh, I guess when I moved away, I, I, I really connected even more with the Bombers because I guess I was missing home. And it was always, I'm not going to be cheesy here, sorry, but it was always something with my dad and I. You know, he uh, he was just an absolute nut. But uh, he was also extremely pessimistic. So I've, uh, he was always like, oh, they're going to lose. Oh, they're going <laughs> to lose. He said that like people, the people we watched with, like our neighbors and friends, they would just tell them to shut up. Um, and so I, I, that's in my blood. So, um, I'm trying to work on that cause I watch with my mother-in-law and, and my father-in-law and they, they just, they always tell me to shut up, Zach. Like we drop a pass and I'm just like, oh, it's all over. <laughs> uh, just like, just like Kevin Glenn broke his arm, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So, um, anyway, long story short, I was always a fan. I'm, I'm the guy in any circle I'm in that, oh yeah, he's the obsessed bombers fan. Like yeah. he's the guy that reads the forums. He's on Facebook. He's uh, listening to all the CFL podcasts, post game, rewatching the game. I go to every every game. Like I I really build my life around it. So my unfortunately, my dad passed in 2017. He had a chronic illness, and um, it, I think that's also a way of keeping his memory alive. Like I I I'm just always thinking about him, especially when I'm watching the games, and I have his voice in my head. Like oh, Zach, uh, they're going to crap the bed again. Just watch. <laughs> it's just like, shut up, Dad. So then they then they, then they, they win the Grey Cup, and I was there for that game. And that was just – it actually – if you can believe it, it actually still hasn't sunk in that they won. It, 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 the, just the years of ineptitude. And I, and I feel for where you folks are at. Um, you know, you had a house cleaning. I mean, yeah. that was – I was surprised. Like, I, I thought I was pretty sure Brock Blunderland was going to go. That's what I call him. And I thought Elizondo would go. The, the president, I don't know if he kind of got a raw deal, but, I mean, that was us in 2013. And right. so, I mean, uh, we, like, uh, we've been there. We've been there numerous times. Um, anyway, so you I should I try was, podcasting uh, during that time. It's. Oh, I, well, that's why, like, I'm impressed with you guys and, and the uh, the Mouchoir podcast, you know, that the, the, you're going strong because it's hard to be a fan when your team, when and, and especially because Edmonton, I mean, Edmonton was picked by some of our local media to be in the Grey Cup. Lots, lots of people said that. And when I, when I saw you guys on the schedule three times, including a back-to-back, I was like, oh, that's going to be tough. <laughs> with the so roster much. you have it, yeah look yeah. good on paper uh, it looked great on paper right mm-hmm. um uh so anyway so i i was always a, a, a fan and then i listened to the uh, blue bomber talk podcast with john mm-hmm. hodge and T. hodge and uh, i really enjoyed it and uh, they kind of went dark after the gray cup i know john is now really involved in three down nation and um and so i was like ah you know I wish we had a podcast. 
And I, I, I just keep thinking that and keep waiting for someone to do a podcast. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was like, hmm, maybe I should do a podcast. But then I thought to myself, I can't do a podcast. Like, I, I couldn't do I'm not good enough. Um, so what I started to do was just put out, like, little feelers with family and friends. And I would kind of, like, I would try and bait them, you know. I would say, oh, you know, wouldn't it be? Can you imagine if I did a podcast? Nah. And then someone would be like, yeah, that'd be dumb, Zach. And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then other times you'd be like, well, I guess, I guess you could, I mean, anybody could do a podcast. So anyway, so it was sort of percolating. And then uh, uh, someone told me about Podbean because I'm, hmm. I am just, I'm, I'm terrible tech, but they said, oh, you just get Podbean, just press play. And uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, that sounds that sounds easy. And then I brought my – sorry, this is such a long-winded answer. So just, just – <laughs> you know when you go like uh, water ski and you <laughs> go like this, like cut it off? Uh, I'll watch it here. Uh, anyway, so I take my daughter to the banjo bowl. She's six. And I'm like, this is a disaster. Like I should not have invited her. But, you know, once you tell a six-year-old you're going to take her, you have to take her. Yep. So – I was like, so not only did we crush the riders, of course, our bitter, bitter rivals in the game, but she stayed the whole game and she didn't throw wow. up. And I gave her <laughs> so much food just to keep her happy. She didn't throw up. She had the best time. I was over the moon. Uh, she got a picture with her hero, Bomber Vixen, who's one of our super fans. Nice. Uh, shout out to Bomber Vixen and uh, Bomber Reaper. And so it was just, it was epic. I, I had a couple too many. I come <laughs> home, she goes to bed, and I'm just like buzzing. Like, be, as, as you guys know, it's like it's like sure. your late day with Calgary. You win that game, and, yeah. and we swept them this year, which almost never happens. So I was just on cloud nine, and... <laughs> I basically just pressed record on Podbean, <laughs> and I and I listened back to the first one I did, and it was awful. <laughs> well, was Mike awful. can attest the first one of ours was not a tad painful as well. Hold on to that. those because honestly, you'll oh, put yeah. it like five years from now, you'll just be look back and go, "Oh my God, look how far we've come." Yeah, yeah, exactly. right. Well, that's that's how I kind of uh, sustained myself. I was like, you know what, as long as. I'm learning a couple things each time. Yeah. So uh, and I and I and I did have the sense to know what I didn't know. So I reached out to family and friends, and you know, my mom was like, "Oh, it was amazing!" And you talked about that, and you'd be so proud, and I loved it. My my buddies were like, "So you should call your podcast the Legendary Podcast because you said the word legendary like thirty times." Absolutely. I just I can feel this so many times. It was so bad. Anyway, so so luckily I got some technical help with uh, someone who actually works at a local community college. I was like, I I don't know what I'm doing. I will pay you, like please. <laughs> and so he he helped me out, and I I would send him clips, and he'd be like, Yeah, did you actually listen to that before you sent to me? I'm like, No, why? <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Anyway, so it's kind of it's kind of just evolved, and and now it's at a point where I can actually edit it myself. And uh, yeah, I'm learning some tricks here and there. So yeah, that's that's where I am now. That's that that's fantastic. And trust me, I listened to your show, so I knew the answers were going to be long. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I, I was prepared. Yeah, it's like I've done this before. It's true. You did his research. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. So um, 
I uh, I've been known to have a, a few items in the collection, kind of thing. So <laughs> uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. this is your second drink, I see. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> good. And uh, so I always loved finding out other friends. I've got a lot of friends that are bomber collectors, like super oh, yeah. heavy duty collectors. Uh, being you and your dad being such big fans, do you have any sort of mementos or souvenirs at home that are sort of stand out to you? Oh yeah. So he he had he had kept all our season tickets. Uh, go, so so I know like the taglines from every season like one was like believe in blue which wasn't bad and then one was like blue revolution which was terrible <laughs> so I, I have I have all that stuff and then I've got all his his old t-shirts and jerseys and um, so I've got a few things like that um, for sure and then and then um, when we won the Grey Cup I just couldn't help it Um there's a there's an official CFL photographer, um, Johanny Jutras. I think yep. I don't know if I said her name right, but she was on Twitter and she posted this Andrew Harris. There was only ten of them, so it was Andrew Harris holding the cup, and there was original confetti in in the sort of picture. I don't know what you call it, like the picture box or whatever. Totally, uh, yeah. And I and it was signed by him, and I was like, I need that. And she's like, it's four hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like. I need that. So <laughs> I actually bought that. That's the that's the jewel in the crown for me. That's awesome. But, but compared to a lot of bomber fans, like that's that's nothing. Like I just interviewed a guy named Sign Guy uh, for my episode oh, yeah. this week, and uh, he's well known. He heckles uh, fans behind the visitor bench, and um, he he showed me his man cave. Like it was unbelievable. Or his fan cave. Like he's got. 20 jerseys he's got he's got all thousands of his signs and the yeah so i i certainly am not a collector by any means and all my stuff gets taken to the office uh so that uh, it doesn't have to hang around at home <laughs> uh, being that yeah. we're an elks fan i kind of feel like i have to ask did that picture with andrew Hurst did it come like with a little prescription in the corner or was it just no it was non-prescription no? oh okay just double check <laughs> okay okay good and just, uh just yeah he was he was holding the cup like really high like he was okay. exhausted after that game but he i guess he had enough juice to, to hold that high let me tell you though the whole ac leonard thing this year i mean that oh, yeah. that couldn't have been any better for us i bet <laughs> been any better yeah, takes the, takes the attention. All these writer fans, you're just quoting them up and be like, so. <laughs> uh, you know, some of them are like, well, could you pee if someone was watching you? I'm like, I guess not, but still. I mean, there were, did you guys see on Twitter there was a there was a picture of him like it was in one of the games after that and he was jumping really high and and it was something like oh he finally peed so he was really light <laughs> he could jump really high and I was like oh it's amazing cuz rider fans just lit us up with the Andrew Harris uh PD 100%. Yeah. We're such homers. We're like Andrew wouldn't do that. Andrew would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you I put the clarifier in. Search this. Yeah. I didn't even hear about the AC Leonard thing. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, yes. Wow! Not only, not only did he say he sample. couldn't pee for like hours, and then he actually was apparently verbally abusive to the CFL drug enforcement person. Um, yeah, yeah, it cost yeah. him another game because he was he ended yeah. up being three games, right? Three games, yeah. and if you look at his sack totals, you know if he I had know, been playing, crazy. he would he might have been the most outstanding defensive player. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oops. Oh. Oopsies. Cool. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know if uh, uh, Harris will be on this list for you because uh, <laughs> he may have dropped off out of a few people's. Maybe not yours, though. But mm. do you have any favorite players current and past? Ooh, that's good. Um, I think when I was a kid, like most. So when, when I was a when I was a kid and we started watching in the 90s, um, this is before we had season tickets. But I remember going to a few games with Dunnigan. Mm, and I think uh, he yeah. was. He was all of our favorite player. Uh, I still have a memory of him getting ejected at the old Bomber Stadium. And he, he ripped a guy's helmet off and, like, tossed it 100 yards or something. <laughs> when you're a kid, you're like, whoa, he's so strong. He probably tossed it, like, 10 years. <laughs> but, uh, and then, of course, it was Milt, Milt Stiegel. And, um, and now I would say it's a toss-up. You know, Andrew Harris is a hometown boy, and uh, he can do no wrong. It was all a mistake. He's just he, <laughs> he wasn't taking team uh, licensed supplements, and uh, but I would say actually now it's got to be Adam Big Hill. Oh yeah, I don't know if it's like this in Edmonton. I should ask you folks when someone decides to like a a, a star player decides to put down roots in Winnipeg. We have such an inferiority complex that we're like, wow, he's living here now, and like. <laughs> He's, he stays through the winter with his family and like he's got a financial management business and um, he's and he's so friendly. Like if you ever meet him, he's just, he is really a class guy and he's put down roots here. So I, I uh, and he does, he has a workout program and, and bo- uh, bomber woman, Tina, who was on the show uh, a couple times ago, she does his workout. Yeah. So wow. he, he's, that, yeah. he's got a whole workout program. So. I think he's just a really classy guy, and um, he's also just an absolute animal on the field. Yeah, uh, I'm he, not going to argue with you there. Yeah, I can't blame ex Saint over there, so I can't blame you. <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go, there you go. <laughs> Although I hate him when we have to play him, I hate him. I'm like freaking Big Hill man, oh, <laughs> every time. <laughs> he, he is like a heat-seeking missile. Like he he hits people so hard. I love, and I feel like he's a mini Mike O'Shea. Right, like middle linebacker. It's a good comparison, yeah. Yeah, You're learning right and from I love him. Mike so it makes Shea, sense. of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, oh, my next question you already answered. You already told us why you started recording oh, the show and why you. That's okay. That's all right. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, you're up. Oops. <laughs> Excellent. My Last turn. Time having this joker on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, so I mean, our first season of the podcast was 2015. Pretty big season for Edmonton. Uh, we did get the cup that year. Yay! In I Winnipeg. I saw you guys win it at IG Field. Yes. yes. So we. It was, it was oh, my first time there. in Winnipeg, actually. Was it? Oh, it yes. was cold, eh? That was cold. It was, oh, it was a lot warmer at the end. I don't know what about something yeah, about winning, yeah. right? <laughs> so we loved it because the fan interaction that year was great. I mean, we were playing so well. Riley was injured. He comes back and, like, we yeah. win the last eight games of the season, etc. So. Uh, those interactions for us are kind of what made the podcast, right? Being able to talk with other fans and everything else. Um, how have those interactions been for you on your show? And and uh, do you have a favorite guest so far? Oh, that's a tough one. You know what? Like the re- the way it started was I was on I had been on Twitter before, and but I was sort of casually on Twitter. But when I started the show. I was looking at, you know, kind of getting the the show out there. And what I noticed was that Twitter is like a CFL hub for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. 
absolutely. Yeah. That's how we grew too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just noticed all these fans that I'd seen on TV or at the stadium and they all had these, these crazy costumes. So I, I honestly just reached out to them and they were just the most welcoming, uh, fun people. They've been a huge support. And, um, you know, like I told you, my daughter was coming to the banjo bowl. So I, I tweeted out to uh, Bomber Vixen and Bomber Reaper right. and Bomber Woman and Sign Guy. I was like, can my daughter get a picture with you? Maybe not you, Reaper. Not not the first one because you have a skull <laughs> mask. But like, yeah. and and they were like, oh yeah, bring her by. And like they were just they were so nice. They and you know they were, they just they they give out um, they give out prizes to kids and stuff. Like they're just the the warmest people so the the fan the fan interaction has just been phenomenal and what they don't know is i really just started the podcast to make friends <laughs> and now i've made some friends like well this guy's cool he's got a podcast but like if i reached out to them without the podcast they'd be like uh no i'm not talking to you i don't know who you are. so they've they've all been good i have to say there's not a favorite but but i have to say tina really knocked it out of the park um so she she's a fitness instructor and then she does bomber woman and and she really like just the, her her understanding of uh or her connection to the players has been really really cool like she she um she promotes the players music like Brandon Alexander uh does his own music of course Drew Wolitarski does his own music so she she promotes them and Adam Big Hill and she just really appreciates the players she she understands the sacrifice that they put in to come up here away from their families. They don't get paid much. And, uh, and she had a troll, like she had a troll and she has them often on, on Twitter and social media just saying, Oh, you know, you're just doing this for attention. And it was because she's a woman, like none of my male, um, none of my male guests get that. And just the way she responded was so classy. Like I, I, like she didn't respond right away. She waited a day. She just said, you know, I, I, you know, people who, um, act out of hate and make personal attacks. It's not acceptable. I hope I hope you find healing in your heart or something. I was just like, oh my god, Tina! Like, I would try and find where that guy lived and I'd egg his house. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm not above that. And so I I thought that was cool. And then I got the most downloads ever from her episode. Yeah. And so I there's a and I there's a lot of uh, women fans of the bombers. The Bombers do a, a football clinic for women where they get to do drills and um, meet players and see some of the strategy. So I just, I think Tina really, really stood out. But they, they've all been, uh, they've all been great. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. now I want to meet her. She sounds like a gem. <laughs> she well, she might Twitter. be coming. Well, she might be coming to Grey Cup, um, but uh, yes, you'll you got you folks will have to come down uh, next year, maybe to to uh, an Elks game, away game, or something. Ooh. We'll have a we'll have a gathering. Turf District. I, I still haven't been to IG yeah. Field, right? Yeah, that would be. You fun. haven't been to IG That's Field? Awesome. No, no, not yet. It's, it's like uh, I skipped over the prairies. Like I've I've gone all to the prairies, skipped Winnipeg, and then headed east. <laughs> can't imagine why you'd skip Winnipeg. I mean, come on. We have the forks and forks. What else? forks. So the forks. I'm, I'm sold. It's lovely. Oh, it's sold. Yeah, I'm done. I'm that. waiting until they get the spoons, and then I'm gonna go. There, that's oh, all. Awesome. Yeah. traffic. Oh, wait, forks? Would that work? 
Sporks is close enough. Sure. I'm good yeah, with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> whenever whenever you have like a big, big family event and you invite family, like a wedding or whatever, they're like, well, what should we do during the day? I'm like, uh, go to the forks. <laughs> it's just, it's just where the two red river, the red river, the Assiniboine river meet. I mean, it's, it's nice. Well, we do have the Canadian Human Rights Museum there. So yeah, that's, I was going to say, isn't there that, a really rad museum there? There is. a No, Winnipeg's a very cool place, I will say. I, I love it. But I, I'm biased because I have to live here. So, anyway. It's no Regina. So. No. No, it doesn't hold a candle to Regina. Driving <laughs> yeah, metropolis. Although Regina does have a nice legislative building. I will give them that. They, they don't have a golden boy, though. Yeah. No, they don't have a golden boy, and they don't have a golden boy fan. And that, see, okay, I got awesome. to turn the tables on you, folks. I was asking Safamod uh, last episode, do other teams have super fans who dress up, or is that just oh, yeah. Winnipeg? Oh, no, nope, we do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we have, um, uh, what's Mike's name again? What does he go by? Um. Not super fan Mike, because super fan Mike is just <laughs> he's right there. But he in the full uh, in the full armor. Oh my goodness! Oh, well, I can't Lord remember. touchdown. Lord touchdown. There we oh, go. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and he comes yeah, in full like suit of armor. Full suit of armor. Like it's unreal. Yeah. There's a guy that dresses up as the Grey Cup. Yep. <laughs> what? I haven't seen him. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's and there's. Grey Cup. Yeah, and then uh, Mappy always comes with his uh, with his big. Fro, uh, yep. going on. Oh, yeah. and um, and then there's the guy that has like the the green and gold like bumblebee mask right. too, right? Yeah. Okay. So, oh yeah, there's there's a few of them around that's for sure. Great. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. Awesome. Maybe it was just uh, Saskatchewan doesn't have them, which surprised me. Of oh, all they the, got the guys that dress up as Kiss, only with green and white makeup and yeah. oh. or Saf. Yeah, <laughs> uh, doesn't Saf dress up as like? Well, he used to do Darth Maul. I don't know. Does he still? Yeah. Oh, he yeah, did so. say something like that. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen him do it for a while. That's the prairies have so. some crazy people. Yes, yes we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. I've even we... seen it on uh, the Lions games, the guys that have, like, the, the spiky right. armor. and Oh, yeah. 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 You always, yeah. They always show them on TV, and then the guys that have, like, the crazy drums. and. Oh, yeah. 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 No, they're pretty... full of nuts. I love them. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got the Legion of Blue, which is uh... – which is guys that kind of it's Bucky and another guy they they dress up uh, like the Legion of Boom from wrestling, but it's blue right. with the spikes and then uh, and then they run with El Tony Tones, who I had on one episode, and he kind of dresses up as sort of a Mexican wrestler, um, <laughs> but he's Portuguese. I don't know, like, but but they're awesome. They're, <laughs> and so the story with him, this was this is probably one of the best stories was um, Willie Jefferson. Uh, in the Grey Cup parade, and and even the night that they won the Grey Cup, he somehow got El Tony Tone's uh, championship wrestling belt that he made. <laughs> and he was carrying it around, and Tony was was completely hammered, and he was freaking out like he can't take my belt. I got to get it back. So he was tweeting with Willie Jefferson's wife, and it's okay, Tony. It's safe. It's fine, and whatever. So these are just, oh just fun uh, fun things that happen, eh? Yeah. <laughs> The story is that you just don't even hear is oh, remarkable, remarkable. I don't even know how to segue into my question from this uh, like epic it's... conversation, but I'm going to try. Okay, <laughs> you'll do fine. Yeah, yeah. So we all have um, 
our dreams of who we'd want to be on the podcast. I'm still waiting on Fred Stamps. I mean, I think we called him like since I came on the podcast like four years ago. Fred yeah. Stamps, if you're out there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but anyway, so if, if he, he hasn't had... responded, Kayla. Oh, I haven't even. I. He's not on any social medias. I can't stalk him. How can you not be on social media? Do you even exist? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Go down to Louisiana and do my stalking there, apparently. I'm just kidding. Anyway. I'm kidding. Road trip. Anyway. Officer. Okay. I keep getting in your way, Kayla. As you're asking me about, okay, finish. Like, who, who would I want on my your podcast? Dream, your dream guest. Who would be your ultimate dream guest on your podcast? You could have anybody. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna amaze you guys. The person that I want most on my podcast is Carol Barrett. And Carol. if you don't know who that is, I'll tell you. So Carol Barrett is um, is the head of fan engagement. I think that's her title. She's the fan engagement uh, person at the Bomber office. I would actually want her on more than any player. Like she really? is the lifeblood of the team like i've talked to people who became season ticket holders because of carol she's always at the store she always answers the phone um she will tell you if you haven't paid and she's oh we could do payments and you know like she 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 remembers your name she called me like i i got to flip the i got to flip the coin at one of our games in 2017 after my dad died she literally called me on his birthday and told me told me that I got to flip the coin and I was like in tears. My family was in tears. I, 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 to this day, I don't know if Carol didn't have a hand in that. It was crazy. Um, she's just always there. She always gives you a hug and, um, she, she, uh, she's incredible. So one of my, one of my, uh, guests, Evan, um, he was, you know, he's battling cancer. The bombers sent him a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and he actually was a rider season ticket holder. Wow. Uh oh, what happened? Oh. Twitter handled someone. Anyway, sorry. I get distracted. So she um she, like he he went he when they moved to the new mosaic, uh his family they were trying to get tickets and they were just not treated very well by this by the rider front office. Of course they weren't. It's the riders. I mean they don't do anything. <laughs> so this guy who lives in Brandon, which is a couple hours from Winnipeg. He calls the bombers. He's like, well, well, let's give them a shot. He calls them. Carol answers the phone. She sets him up with tickets. She sets his uncle up with tickets. He goes to his first game. He wants to go buy some, like, fan cups. For some reason, they won't sell Evan these fan cups. So he he, he goes home, and then he complains to Carol. Oh, you guys, why didn't you sell me any of these fan cups? They send him, like, 30 fan cups <laughs> the next week to his house. Wow. So it's just like. Everybody loves Carol. She's just she's a legend. So I would love to have Carol, and I will get Carol. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll hunt her down. To be honest, if I if I, if it, I would actually love to get Mike O'Shea, wow, because be if you yeah. ever heard Mike O'Shea get interviewed, he uh, for the love of God, he must be the media's nightmare. He does <laughs> not give them an it. He gives them nothing. So I would love, I would love to go behind because apparently he's just a great guy to have a beer with or whatever. I'd love to go behind the scenes and and talk about how he's built the culture of uh, of the bombers and and you know what he what his philosophy is because um, he's uh, yeah he's he's a pretty interesting dude. 
Andrew well, had lunch with him. So. I was just going to say, yeah, 2017, uh, went, that was the Ottawa Grey Cup. And, yeah. And um, I went to the I, – I, I was – uh, at the fan state of, uh, yeah, state of the league and, uh, good friend from the Mouchoir podcast, Janine said, Hey, yeah. I, I have a, a, an extra ticket. Do you want to come to the alumni lunch? I'm like, yeah, sure. That'd That's be awesome. And, uh, so we're sitting at the table and it's, uh, you know, we're just kind of hanging out. And then, uh, next thing, you know, walking over to our table uh, and then grabbing a chair to sit down was Mike O'Shea, Anthony Calvillo and the commissioner. Whoa. <laughs> Randy Whoa. and Rosie. And I'm like, how did I, how did I get to this table? <laughs> like somebody made a mistake. I don't, I don't get it, yeah, but, um, but yeah, it was incredible. And actually just, you just, yeah. Talking to, to Mike O'Shea was just, he, he was, uh, yeah, he's just like calm, but he's a really nice, you know, funny guy. He had some good lines and and uh, yeah, really? we just hey. had a laugh and and he was he was he was great. Yeah, and it was really funny because Janine grew up a major Bombers fan, and but she loves Mike O'Shea, and so she was just like, "Oh my god, Is that right?" <laughs> it was it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. So, um, and Anthony Calvillo is exactly as quiet as you would expect him to be. Yeah, he's really, eh? Yeah, yeah, great oh, guy, but wow. just. Super quiet. Just very quiet. Yeah. And we all handed Randy Ambrosi's Grey Cup ring around the table and we all got, I, I got to win. Oh, oh, nice Eskimos. God, ah, that's right. Shouldn't yes. have won that game. I'll tell you about heartbreak. That's the year Dunnigan got hurt. And we put in Cal Murphy's son-in-law, Sammy Garza. Right. Slinging yeah. Sammy Garza. <laughs> we beat Eskimos handily in the in the regular season that year twice, I believe. Not that I'm holding a grudge. That's all we have to say. That's fine. Yeah. The 96 West fi- semifinal was great, though. Oh, it was. That was a good one. Yeah. Do you remember that? We beat Winnipeg. Wouldn't you beat us like 62 to 7? 68 or to 7, yeah. It was yeah. A close That's game. what got Cal- kindly Cal Murphy fired, I think. Yeah. Dwayne Mandrusiak said he felt really bad about that because he's friends with Cal. But... <laughs> oh, but that didn't stop him from, uh, you know, filling the cleats up with, I don't know, like. 12-inch uh, screws or something or whatever. <laughs> only, uh, only one person was caught for that. And uh, when I asked Wayne about that, as the equipment manager goes, yeah, that guy's a cheating bastard. That's right, yeah. <laughs> They've got to bring Dwayne back. That would win the fans over, wouldn't it? For his 50th year. Can't no argue. argue. No argument here at all. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, well, before we, uh, I do want to talk some elk stuff, but Mike, do we have a bunch of uh, comments that we need to uh, get into? Or? We do have some comments in okay, here. Okay, let's let's get into a bit of that, and then we'll talk the, some elk stuff, and then the we'll finally have set spoken. up the game. <laughs> <laughs> I See, Zach, when I brought you on, I'm like, yeah, the, he always says it's an hour, but it's going to be an hour and a half, and that's I, that's <laughs> oh, how it goes. Man. All right. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's terrible. I really got to work. Actually, my interview with Sign Guy today, I cut him off because I was like, <laughs> fans are not happy with the length of these podcasts. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Pause button. Anyway. Okay, exactly. go ahead, Mike. Uh, so we got a lot of people in the chat. We've got, um, let's see here. We're talking a lot about weather. We're going to skip oh. on the weather thing because as much as we do love weather. Correct. Um, <laughs> so Kim Dugay says the EE green and gold is the best. Need them better next season, though. Absolutely. So, and Absolutely. she does say, hey, Andrew, finally getting to catch you live. Hey, neato. That's exciting. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Um, so Tim is saying, you know, hey, Andrew, we have a $300,000 insurance policy. We'd like to have it back. Uh, no, thank you. 
No, I think we're good. I think we've moved uh, in a different direction. That's right, yeah. From that particular insurance policy. It's all about the culture fit. (laughs) It's all about. Carry on. I'm going to get slammed for that one, but come on. (laughs) Guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, Winter Sun, everyone's favorite Ottawa hippie, says, uh, I want it on the record that Ottawa fans were not formally consulted before the Red Blocks decided to stand the green and whites in the playoffs. Okay. (laughs) That's good. So it has been mentioned. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for that clarification. Yeah, exactly. Although that was pretty freaking funny. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it was funny. All right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Jim Capper is talking about. uh, of course, Zach being a 25-year fan, and, and Tim says, uh, ooh, my 25th year for the Alouettes is next year. I oh. still don't expect them to invite me to see them, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think my 25-year, uh, okay. my I think I'm hitting 20 next year. Wow, that's so, so impressive. Right. Yeah. So you guys get a brick or something? Uh, at 25, they actually have a wall, a fan wall that you get your name oh, on the yeah. wall once you hit 25. So in Commonwealth, yeah. I feel like that's a. I'm gonna have to complain to Carol because that's a little bit better than a than a brick on the ground. Like people <laughs> step on that. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> um. So uh, Ken, on the other hand, has had season tickets uh, for the Elkskimos since 1980. Wow. 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 Nice. Yeah, I started going, yeah, started going as a teenager with my mom, and then she transferred them to me a number of years later. So that's, awesome. that's fantastic. Um, yeah, we had season tickets, uh, my mom and dad, and we uh, were going, but they were through his work. So it was oh, never under his name. And then uh, he left. He wasn't working there anymore, so we didn't have the tickets anymore. But uh, yeah, that'd be pretty good, too. Um so Patrick B. Penguin says, I had no idea the Elks had their locker room sale this weekend. Guess it was on brand for their marketing department. <laughs> uh, I did mention that it wasn't actually the locker room sale. The locker room no. sale I'm hearing is Wednesday, next week. Wednesday? It will be online only. Oh, okay. So much okay. like last year. So you don't have to line up. You don't have to go anywhere. You can just go on a website, pick a a jersey or a helmet or some gloves, pants, whatever, and buy it online from the comfort of your own chair. So that's kind of nice. Well, and usually they have the rest of the merchandise at a discount as well. So 100%. Yeah, just yeah. like the rocker sale. So Well, not 100% discount, although I'd be okay with that. I mean, that I don't think great. I deserve yes. it at this point. But, I mean, I think it's usually 30, usually. Yeah, 30 or 40 for yeah, some somewhere stuff. somewhere in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, Ken Ludwig also says that... Uh, there has been, we were mentioning that the Oilers locker room sale was the same day. Mm-hmm. So uh, there has always been a history of the Oilers trying to one-up the football team as long as I can remember. But, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when the teams worked together. They do a lot of yeah. things. Like, there'd be posters produced with uh, Jed Roberts and Dean McCammon or whatever mm-hmm. together promoting something as representatives of those teams and stuff like that. And it's something I'd like to see. I mean, we've had a lot of people. I was actually talking with uh, someone about this. That we've had a lot of people, I think it might have been Jed, come to, uh, as a celebrity guest, coming to the football games. We've had Roman Reigns, and we've had Shannon mm. um, Sharp, and things like that. Can you imagine if we had Connor McDavid come to a football game and yeah. put on a green and gold jersey? Like, tell me that wouldn't get the fans absolutely exploding, right? And then and get he already is here to teach him how to do hula hoops. I mean, we'd right. all want to see that. I mean, that's that's the important part. I'm in. I know. Uh, 
Uh, what else you got here? Uh, so I mentioned that it was there, and he said he had no idea. Um, whereas the Oilers sale got plastered with ads everywhere. I mean, it was mm. very almost rushed, I think. But I mean, especially when they knew they weren't going to be having a season after like week ten or whatever. But um, well, you know what though? I think this is my thoughts on that. I think that because the announcement came out on the Monday. Uh, thank you again, Elks, for doing that on a Monday before we record. I appreciate that. Yep. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, and then I think they announced that uh, event on the Wednesday. Yes. And I think it was just I think it was just a continuation of the message that came when they made the announcement, which is, hey, let's, you know, let's make sure that we're acknowledging fans and doing things with fans and trying to engage in fans again. Right. And I, I think that's why it was like, hey, we're going to show you that we're doing more than just these moves. We're going to try and reconnect. And I, I think that's kind of why it ended up, a, it seemed last minute. Um, but I think it was just, hey, we want this to be more than just words on Monday. And, right. and that's where that came from. I agree with you, Andrew, 100%. Uh, Tim Capper says, Zach, I wasn't good enough to do a podcast either, but I've been podcasting for 20 years anyway. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> well, if you could do it, exactly. Uh, he was doing. Uh, was it Arena League, Tim, as well yes. as the Alouettes podcast? So that's pretty that's awesome. Nice. Uh, and of course, he says, "And I'm still not good enough." So <laughs> we enjoy right. it, Tim. We enjoy exactly. It. That's right. Tim's gone many times approach. on ours. That's right. Um, and uh, he does see uh, two thumbs up for Johanny as well as an amazing photographer. So Absolutely. oh, yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, uh, Tim. Uh, Kim Duguay says uh, for her favorite bomber is former EE Willie Jefferson. So, <laughs> oh yeah, Fair. who Fair. did not love Willie when he played for us too? So, uh, just an absolute beast on the outside. Unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people dressing up, Kim Duguay says we also have the guy who dresses up as an ape too. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. About that guy. Yeah. In fact, funny story. Like we have the mascots on the sideline. Our first mascots were fans. In the stands that dressed up as a green and a gold gorilla. Mm-hmm. And they were called Esky and Mo. And yeah, then they eventually really. became official. And then we started getting mascots on the sidelines. That's yeah. a cool story. Yeah. <laughs> Mike then, knows uh, all the cool stories. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's why he's a I super know, fan. That's I right. know a guy that's it's his uh, cousin and brother that were Esky and Mo. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> and then Tim was saying that uh, now that it's making him wonder how the Alouettes will do their locker room sale this year, if at all. Okay. And um, Kim Duguay finishes up with uh, the Elks need to reconnect with us fans. And uh, I think that's a yeah. pretty fair statement for sure. Uh, and I think a lot of us were saying that, right? Find find a way to reconnect. So so on that note, I mean, we, we are an Elks pod. So before we yep. get into the game, you know, this this week, of course, that we aren't playing in. Um, Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'd like to hear your opinion, though, Zach, kind of from an outside perspective. Um, between the Elk season and the recent moves in upper management, like what, what, I mean, I know you, you called Brock the other name at the beginning of the show, but <laughs> what, uh, like, as an outsider, is that is that the right move? Is that what you were expecting? Is that, what, what did you think? I, I, like, I wasn't expecting the president Chris Presson to, to get fired. Cause I, I, I felt just from an outsider, I thought, you know, maybe that's a bit of a raw deal. He came, and you guys were talking about this last week, you know, he came in in COVID. Just that's, before, that's, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. He, he lost a coach. You know, Milanovic left. He was on the hook for like what five hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get Elizondo kind of in the last minute. Um, so I, I wasn't sure about him, uh, but I think they just they just wanted to clean house. And I think the reason that I just noticed from an outsider is that. I really started to notice the fans were not coming to the games anymore. And, you know, I, I see the, the Elks as sort of the upper echelon of CFL teams, and I put them in the category of, of you know, Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. It's the community-owned teams and, and sort of the prairies. I don't know if you guys consider yourself prairies, but... Oh, yeah. Even even if the even if the bombers suck, like fans, you still get twenty thousand fans. They are going to show up no matter what. And so I saw that, and I was like, that's bad. And then I saw on Twitter... A lot of fans were saying things like, you know, the, the the office isn't getting back to me. The game day experience isn't so good. And that's I, I tweeted back and forth with one guy and I said, I know how to fix your front office. I'll, I'll send you Carol Barrett. You know, like <laughs> you need those glue people that are going to get like yes. that is everything in the CFL is that Randy Ambrosio always says we're a bums and seats league and you have right. to you have to treat your fans like gold. That's and fair. so I think. Like you know, you had the rebrand, you had all this talent, and um, it fell apart, and and it fell apart badly. And so I think they had, I think they did the right thing. Awesome. Okay. Good. Well, it's a good thing because they did. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and now, now that we've got these openings with, uh, you know, in 2017, uh, the Red Blacks were the Grey Cup champions at that point, starting off in that season. Uh, that's when we brought. Rock Sunderland into the league. Now we've got all these openings, and who's the current reigning Grey Cup champion? So, are you maybe a little worried that we might yes. start uh, sniffing around and maybe poaching some of yours? I mean, Lapo <laughs> left a couple of years ago, so yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's interesting because Lapo. I won't get into Lapo. Well, I'll just say like I was happy for him. I was sad he left, but I was because right. he got a raw deal in Winnipeg because we had Joe Mack, and he just yeah. he fired, and everybody hated Joe Mack, um, and so. Um, but back to your question, I am nervous. Like, I, I think it would be silly not to look carefully at Ted Gavaya or Danny Mack. Uh, we, we lost Ryan Rigbaden to the BC Lions. Uh, he took Marcus Sales with him. So, um, yeah, I think, but, but then again, I don't want to sound uh, too arrogant here, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to bask in it because Winnipeg is never number one in anything. <laughs> Remember, like, it kind of goes with the territory, right? Like, you're going to get people poached. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I get it. But, yes, I, I am quite nervous. Uh, and if I was one of them and I can go to Edmonton, which has a storied franchise, and be a GM, I mean, how can you knock someone for doing that? Ooh, I like that yeah. answer. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Yeah. I was less than an hour and a half in my Look answer. Look at that. That was amazing. Like, Stop. Well done. Wait, 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 what? He stopped talking. <laughs> okay. So, okay, this might be a, a little hard of a task, but, I mean, you kind of just did it anyway, but put on the green and gold. Who yeah. would you poach? Who would you poach from anywhere? Who would you pick as GM and head coach for the Elks? Um, I... Yeah, I'm kind of a homer, so I would I would look carefully at because um, I saw I heard people talking about G. Roy Simon, and mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he's great. I don't know how much experience he has yet, mm-hmm. um, and I, I I would look at I would look at Danny Mac. Now I don't know if he'd want to move because I think he's got mm-hmm. a good thing going he's for in Florida, variety isn't he? of reasons. What's that? Sorry, isn't he in Florida? Yeah, he's in Florida, and I don't think he wants to leave Florida. 
But maybe maybe you look at Ted Gavaya. Um, I, I think those are those are always good options. I got to tell you though, like having Wally Buono there. Wally Buono's a legend. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm just like uh, when they announced. I'm sorry when they announced that. I was just like my heart is singing, and, and I know it's only us. temporary. But I don't care. You His entire life has hated us. So, but he's here. Yeah. I know, but but I, maybe I'm being uh, silly here. But part of me worries that, like, I think Edmonton needs to go in a totally different direction. Like, you really need to break off with the past. You've done the rebrand, and I, I guess I just get. And maybe I'm being ageist, but I just think the kind of guy he is. I, I hope he doesn't pick some old school GM. Like, I think that's my worry for Edmonton. Um, but anyway, in terms of in terms of coach. I keep hearing how great Mark Killam is in, in Calgary. Yeah. Um, and and before Mike O'Shea was so successful, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'd want a special teams coach to be a head coach. Right. But there's but what I've heard, like people that know way more about football than me, there's something about the special team coach because they actually are the only coach that gets to know all the players. Right. So so they they have like a broad understanding. Um, schematically, they're pretty sound. And I think they get like the heartbeat of the CFL, which is, you know, the special teams and just throw, throwing your throwing caution to the wind. And I, I think Killam's been successful. I don't know anything more about him, but he seems to be a popular pick. I, what do you guys think about him? Oh, yeah, I, I definitely had him on, not that I have any choice in the matter, but I had him on my short list. <laughs> they'll, they'll ask you. you yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, well, they should. I mean, really. Well, they should be asking Mike, really. He has all the history. Um, but I I would, uh, no, I, I, he was on my short list only just because he's also been in the league for 17 years. He has yeah. lots of connections to yeah. bring in other coaches, and he has lots of connections to players that love to play for him. And just on a small, small side note that I said last week, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but if there was any way that we could improve our special teams from catch and fall down, I would be great with that. That'd be, I, I, I'm, yep. I mean, our special teams cannot only be Sean White. There should be more yeah. to it than just Sean White. So, and we that's... might not even have him next year. So, oh no, yeah, what's happening? Is his contract run out? He only had a year contract. Oh. That was this year. Yeah, well, he's no dummy. Signs for one year every year now. So, so then you know, <laughs> yeah. the greatest guy on the special teams can be the long snapper. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> just, are just, we, can wait I a minute. Are we bring Ryan King back? What's going on? Oh, Chad oh. Rempel, whoever. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you stole Chad Rempel from us. Come on. <laughs> right out of the retirement home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then we went he with actually, somebody older. He yeah, actually tried older. to be a comedian, apparently. He was a Rempel? he did stand up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? I don't know. Maybe he was trying to make a go of it. Um just please don't bring back Chris Jones. Like you can't bring back Chris Jones. I, you know what? I'm, I, I'm in the same boat as that. Not because I don't think Chris Jones could whip the team into shape. He could, but he could. But then in two years he's gone, and you have to start all over again. And I, I, I don't know. I'm still bitter after 2015. Like that's how could you not be? Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, just certain. If, if Saskatchewan is, you know, still playing, let's start talking to the head coach now. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's Come on. Right. Bring the whole fair. crew over here. Yeah, that is a good answer. But um, honestly, like Jason Shivers, I think Jason Shivers is a yeah. pretty good coach. Like what he's done with that yeah. defense. Um, yeah, I think he's a pretty good coach. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, if, I, be, I don't know if he's ready to be a head coach yet or if he's if, just a defensive if, yeah. coordinator. It's tough to say, right? Like, I mean, I don't know that much about him. Um, Mark Washington. But, but Mark Washington, Mark Washington, yeah, yeah, he's been Mark bad Washington and, and Mark Killam are kind of the top two that I would like to hear from. And what about like Noel Thorpe? Why hasn't he ever been given a shot? Is there something with him that he's just not a? They don't think he'd be a good head coach. That's a good question. Uh, the the only thing that I've ever heard is that is that I I, I don't know if he has the same connection to all of the players. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, Although he was our special teams yeah. coach at one point. It's fair. Yeah, he was. Our Is that right? Teams coach. Yeah. Yep. And then, our, yeah, and then, that. and he ran a decent defense last year. That's yeah. for sure. So, I just don't. I don't know about having all of the responsibility. If that would be different, I'm yeah. not sure where that lands. So, I I don't want to get too crazy. But, uh, Mike, did you hear any new names this week, or are all these the same ones? Uh, these are pretty much the same ones. I haven't heard anything new added to that, but okay. I mean, they're throwing all kinds of names at this point. So who knows what we'll see at, by the time we actually get to hiring. I mean, they've got to hire a GM first. Yeah. Uh, so the GM is going to put in that coach, um, hopefully before we get to February, but we'll see. Yeah. That's, that's the hope. Yeah, exactly. Because free agency is mid-February this year. Yeah, usually around the 10th, 11th, somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere in there. So, um, all right. So, Zach, you went through this, like you said before, you went through this with uh, Joe Mack. And uh, then yeah. now you have a, a championship team that is looking like it could play for a while. So what would you say to Elks fans that are in this position now and we're waiting to see what will happen next? Uh, you know what? I, I feel for you, uh, you know, because as you say, Andrew, I've been there. It's It's hard when your team when your team is not performing well and it's even harder um when when you kind of lose respect for the front office mm-hmm. and so i would say you know take heart stick with it um and you know you've got some good people to guide you you've got the turf district right here just uh <laughs> don't don't turf the team you know stick with the team um I, I, the CFL is a small league, and I, you know I heard you guys last week, and you were saying you you don't want just like a quick fix. You don't want to build. You don't want to build the the castle on the sand, as you said, Kayla. Even though, you know, you you didn't think you you pulled that line off, but I I wrote it down. <laughs> but build build the castle on the on the rock, and so I think fans should be demanding that that the team, you know, you hire slow and fire fast, like go. Go through the proper checks and balances and due diligence and, and hire, hi, to be honest, hire people like Mike O'Shea mm-hmm. because he's uh, it's just those character people who love the CFL, who have integrity. I think you're, you're not going to lose with those those folks. Uh, if you can find a Wade Miller who is, you know, he's a Winnipegger through and through. He played on the team. He's a really successful business person. Uh, he's apparently <laughs> kind of crotchety to work with, but he gets results. So whatever. Uh, find someone. I don't know if it's Sean Fleming or or someone who's you know uh, a Hall of Famer or a Great Cup champ who's who's good in the business community and and you know uh, I think I'm sure there's tons of those people in Edmonton. Oh, so there's a few of them around. There's a few of them around. Um, that's that's a great answer. Thanks, man. And now, super fan, any other comments we need to t- tackle before we get to the uh, forward items? Yeah, there was a lot to chatter again, so that's not okay. over that. That's awesome. 
Uh, where are we here? We are talking about... That's the locker room sale. See, i got to scroll back and i got to find where we were talking about. <laughs> um, so Pat uh, Patrick B. Penguin is talking again about the sale. He said he went looking at the Elks Twitter feed. There were two tweets about the sale. One Thursday, oh, wow. one Friday. Uh, I don't mean to sound negative, but come on, at least try to mark it. Right. Yeah, and it certainly wasn't widely marketed for sure. Right. Um, it's unfortunate, but maybe they'll Although they did a cool video sure. after it happened. Like, yes, uh, that video is neat. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, and then Ken Ludwig is talking about, uh, I think this is why the organization went with a complete overhaul of the management team. Right. Uh, Kim Duguay saying, I'm glad the three people have left and now it's time to find the right people to be there for us. Um, let's see here. Da, da, da. Kim says, Ed Hervey, I'd love to see him come back personally, then have him as the president and he can find the rest to be there. Uh, other people are saying, nope. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> say, no, Jones. Um, Patrick Penguin says, Hervey, though he was successful, I'm not sure he's what the team needs if they want to reconnect with fans. He's not exactly media nor fan friendly. Mm, um, certainly, I mean, he's very prickly as well. So yes, yeah. Unless you have him one-on-one, -on -one, I will say that. One-on-one one on one on is great. One. Is that right, He's, eh? One-on-one yeah. one with no mic, he is an amazing conversation. Yeah. And I've talked to him at Grey Cups, yeah. Yeah, at wow. 20, 2017 again in Ottawa when we were on the uh, – I was on Radio Row. And Ed came by and I went over and said, hey, how you doing? And and I said, uh, I don't know if you remember, but I run the podcast. He said, oh, yeah, no, I, I know who you are. And, uh, but we had like a – 40 minute conversation that was absolutely amazing. And huh. his, his knowledge is absolutely there. And he's but like, but as soon as you put the mic out, I, it, it, it's a different persona, right? But it's just regular, regular conversation. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah and Kim Duguay echoes that, right? She says, Harvey was great with the fans. He always stopped to talk with a lot of fans. Yep. Uh, lots of hard passes on Jones. Uh, Winter Sun referring to him as Chris Suitcase Jones. Uh, it's a new nickname that I will personally always use for the rest of my life. Uh, Jerry Cooper says, personally, I say no to Jones. And as much as I like Turvey, no to him as well. I think Zach is right. It's time to get some new blood in here. Uh, and I said that people forget that Hugh Campbell was new blood when he was signed with the head That's coaches right. in 1977. Yep. He hadn't been in the league in seven years at that point. He left after the 69 season and hadn't been back. And uh, all of a sudden it's like, Hugh Campbell, like receiver guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. Gluey Huey? What? That's the guy. That's the guy. Gluey uh, Huey? Was that his nickname? Yeah. Yep. He just caught whatever was thrown to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. He uh, has an amazing record in that it was 13 years. Like, he was in and out of the league, but the 13 consecutive years he was in the league, he was in the Grey Cup. Yeah. Really? So he was as a player of 66. Yeah. He was away yeah. in 60, 66, 67. He was away in 68. Came back in 69. Retired 77 to 82. Left for the States. Came back 86, 87. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then, then he went to the Houston Oilers, didn't he? Yeah, he went to the LA Express in '83, and then from there went to the Houston Oilers because they thought he could, they could get him Warren Moon, and he did. Yeah, he and he did. did get Warren Moon. You are an encyclopedia. Wow, yeah, I don't you get are a much. super fan, Mike. I don't, I don't leave the house. I basically live in this basement. 
Uh, it's a nice basement from what I can see. You got yeah, a it's... cool logo there. It does all right. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Ken Ludwig says, personally, while I would not mind Ed coming back, the team is likely not going to go that route, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Winter Sun says the CFL should be a Chris Jones, Chris Jones free zone. <laughs> wow. So how do you really feel? Yep. Yeah. Ken Ludwig says, I remember when Jason Greger used to have Ed on his radio show every week. Excellent content, but not exactly media friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Patrick Penguin wraps it up with, think the team nailed it. It was great one-on-one, but as the face of the team, dot, dot, dot. Right. And that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, super fan. Let's, uh, let's do some horrid items, and then we're going to talk about a game this week. Yeah, it's uh, just going to be a real short one. Um, I just That's picked good. something up in the last week, um, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, in the 1970 to 72, 73, the CFL uh, created their own marketing department, and it was outstanding. Like in every program, mm. in Sears, uh, they had all kinds of stuff. You could get pajamas, you could get uh, cardigan sweaters, you could get uh, cups like, like this one kind of thing. Uh, with all the team logos on it, um, it's called CFL Properties. The you, many people have seen those early '70s uh, posters, one for each team. Those were from CFL Properties as well. Uh, one thing that was a little oddball that came out back then, and I don't know if I can wear it sideways. There we go. <laughs> oh my! So wow. they put out these wow. beanies in 1971 for every team, and of course, just lovely colors, isn't it? Oh, isn't it's that beautiful. beautiful? When you wear that, like, down the street, just being proud as a peacock. Um, and that... that's actually the second time that I know of that they put out a beanie. Uh, so this is 1970, but in the early 50s, this is a little smaller, not going to fit on my head. Oh, my um, God. But oh this my. is what you got when you joined the Knothole Gang in 50 or 51. Like I said, it doesn't really fit on my head, but, uh, you know. It's still enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, so this is made for obviously very, very little kids, and it has a little the esks thing on the top there, and yeah. I'm sorry, I got to interrupt. Did you just say knothole gang? The knothole gang, you betcha. So in baseball, it was a thing as kids would look through a, a hole in the fence, a knothole. Yeah. So it was for kids to get in, and for 25 cents, you get to go to a game. I think you paid a, a couple of bucks to get your annual pass, and then 25 cents a game, and you got to sit in the end zone. And it was like Lord of the Flies. Someone would, you know, <laughs> Cutler would kick a field goal in there, and everyone would run for the ball. And if you got it, just get the hell out because you're going to get beat up. <laughs> it was a great time. I loved the whole game. And they ran that until well into the 70s, and now, or in the 80s, I should say. And now they brought it back as uh, Brickley's Knothole Club. So it's bad. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that, that was awesome. I love, I love the beanies. That, yeah. that first one reminds me of the guy in fat Albert that had it down and all you yeah. see is his eyes. Like it totally right. reminds me. Weird of that. Harold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although um, the other, of course, you know, this name, of course you do. Um, but the, uh, the other, but the other part is yeah. CFL get back on that. I want jammies that have CFL logos on them and a cardigan. Could you Patrick imagine? Penguin says uh, Elks beanies for the 2022 home opener. Absolutely. Oh, I'm I'm yes. all in. As, yes, but it. have the ones with the little propeller on the top. Like yes, come Fantastic. on. <laughs> yeah, Lucky Whitehead can wear it, can't we all? Or oh Anderson. yeah, Lucky could wear it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Heck, I'd wear one. I'd wear one of those beanies. Exactly. Yeah. At, one a, for at a bomber game, I'd I'd proudly wear one of those beanies. An Elks one? Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, We're gonna hold totally. you to that. Okay. Good. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't wait to send Zach. Find one. Zach, give me your address. I have a beanie for you. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, CFL stuff, please and thank you. Yeah, actually, CFL stuff in general. Like Jerry Cooper just mentioned that. It's frustrating. You can't buy anything that's CFL branded. Like yeah, something yeah. with a CFL logo, especially if they did retro stuff. Oh, yeah. The old helmet logo. Come like, on. Yeah. I'll take my money. Uh, take all of my money. What I've told you this before, Mike. They need to do the I hope both teams have fun with the CFL logo on it t-shirt. Um, yeah. Because for all the people who travel to all the games, then you can yeah, just have that too. shirt to wear into the like it'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing that hoodie yeah. for the Great Cup. So Yeah. As I know. I, well, I hope to be there to watch you wear it. That's right. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, all right. Let's let's get the now, now that we're an hour and 15 minutes in, let's get to the real reason we got you on the show, <laughs> Sorry, Zach, was to talk about the game this upcoming. No, no. This was awesome. This is fantastic. Um, Bombers, we now know, are welcoming their rivals in uh, yeah. with the Riders coming in on Sunday. Uh, emotional win for the Riders, of course, at home in overtime. Uh, crazy, crazy back and forth. I mean, that first half it was all turnover, <laughs> turnover central. Um, and uh, but what it comes down to a whole bunch of kickers missing field goals, which is weird for those two teams. And, uh, but uh, of course, Lowther gets the last one and, and the riders are on their way to Winnipeg. So my first question, and I know that you've answered this on other podcasts, but are, are you worried at all with all the time that has passed since the bombers played a meaningful game? Well, uh, there's two sides and I'll be short. I promise. I am short. <laughs> I'm only five, six, um, but um my dad never let me play football. Um, he, uh, part of me, like the 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 part of me that's the pessimist, is is terrified. Okay. Because it's a one and done, right? And we know what's happened to the bombers in big spots. Um, so I'm like, oh, I'm I'm frightened. But you know, actually, getting Castillo was a big one for us. Having it because that that was the I mean that was the joke was we didn't have a kicker and we were still blowing teams out. Um, and so I, I, I'm not really worried about it. I, I, I don't, I don't think uh, the time off is going to be a problem. Um, I think the culture, and I know you folks were talking about culture last time. I think the culture of the bombers is so rock solid that I, that I really am not worried. Um, and I say that as a pessimist, I really am not. I, I think, <laughs> I think O'Shea, what O'Shea does from what I've understood is he's brought in just a bunch of mini Mike O'Shea's. And and the culture is such that everyone who comes in, they love football. Like they eat, sleep, and breathe football. They love doing film study. They love gaining any inch. They love practice. So you have these guys that are obsessed with football. They love it. And they're they're playing for each other. Like there's a real brotherhood that they talk about, and and it doesn't. I don't think it's just blowing smoke. Uh, I I think they really love playing for each other, and that's and that's that's the thing they want to win for each other, and so and then you have the talent. So I think, I think they're just and you know I think about Zach Caleros. He came off like a year hiatus after he got knocked out in Saskatchewan, uh, like the first game on the road in Hamilton. He came back. He went on four and zero run and won the Grey Cup. He didn't even know the playbook. And so this guy, I'm not worried about him having a layoff. And, um, yeah, I, I, and I think our defense is so ferocious that 
I think they'll set the tone early. I, I'm I'm not super concerned. The offense might be a little rusty at the beginning, but I'm I'm not super concerned. Yeah. And I think the way they lost the Calgary game, I think that rubbed them the wrong way. Like that's <laughs> the way Mike O'Shea is. Like he did not like losing that game. And uh I think I think they'll be fired up. That's good. See, I, I love this time of year. I love playoff football. Winter, like the run game becomes so important. Um, you guys have such great balance on there, not only with yeah. Harris, but uh, another local guy in Oliveira. I mean, yeah, absolutely starting. So do you see the Harris this week or is Oliveira playing or do they, you know, I'm, I'm still putting it out there now. They put both backs in, maybe get a wishbone in there. <laughs> Ooh. Well, well okay, I'm just so saying, who'd see I'll that start- coming? The, nobody would, and I. There's actually been some talk about that because we we won't let go the thunder and lightning tandem <laughs> running back from the right. early 2000s with Mike Blink. Sellers and Charles Roberts, yeah. and uh, it's just something that's sort of in the um, I don't know. It's just it's just in the lore of, uh, of of legends for Bomber fans, and so I think if you had a thunder and lightning with Oliveira and Augustine, who's very fast, yeah. I, I think fans would go nuts. That would be. You're welcome cool. for Sellers, by the way. <laughs> Did you guys give us Sellers? We uh, he was an offensive. He was a fullback, and we switched him over. Or we were sorry, he's a defensive tackle, and we switched him over right? to fullback. Yeah, that's such a cool story. I didn't know that. Yes, I remember watching Sellers. He was just a beast. Um, anyway, so I, I think I don't know if Harris is going to play. He he wasn't dressed last week for practice. I don't know if they're just holding him out for precautionary, but. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to play. That that would be tough because he's such a good blocker and he knows all. Right. Like he communicates with the O line and and all that. So, yeah. Mm. I don't know if I even answered your question, Mike. <laughs> well, I said, would you think I we'll see him play? And yeah, maybe not. <laughs> we'll keep you on track with this one then. Okay. Because because I I I'm I'm excited for next game mostly a little bit of like nastiness on my side uh, or from my part. But is there anything about the riders that worries you even the slightest, like a bit of revenge they might be coming out with from last year? Like what are you feeling in your gut? Because my heart always deceives me. It deceived me again. Montreal is out. So <laughs> I, I want to know on your, what's your take? Like, am I worried about anything? Like gangrene, maybe? From, from <laughs> uh, no, just Minus kidding. 11, apparently. On yeah. Hypothermia? That's yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, what? What worries me about them is their D-line. I think they have, a, they have the second most sacks in the league. I think they have 47 right behind Montreal at 49. So they have a good D-line. Um, and, and so that, that can be trouble. Uh, especially if we don't come out of the gate uh, well, if we don't establish the run game. Um, there's been games where our run game was a, was was a bit lackluster, especially if Harris isn't playing. So I, I think they could give us trouble uh, with the D-line. And it's interesting because they don't run the ball. And I think that's going to kill them. You know, they've got Powell. I know their O-line isn't the greatest, but... They don't run the ball, but what they do is they have this quick passing game, which kind of drives Ryder fans nuts. But I think you kind of need to with an O-line like theirs. But I think if if they can get in rhythm and Fajardo is is on, 
Um, I, I think I think that's a good counter to Winnipeg's D line if you can get the ball out really quickly. Um, but the problem is, I guess, if they if they just don't establish the run, the the Je- the Jeffs are just going to tee off, and and they've figured out Fajardo as someone they Stephen Sawchuk he's on Twitter is a Bomber fan. He called him Cody Fabardo. Which I thought was just brilliant. So if Fabardo, like Fabardo, has this spin move where he fakes a throw and then he spins to his left, or, a, or you know, he, and that's his move. And I, the Bombers have figured it out. So he tries it, and they they just take. So I think you know he can also run. Like I think that's what turned the game around for Saskatchewan. He ran. Yep. Uh, he broke um, sort of broken plays, and he'd run and. Um, uh, so that scares me a little bit, but again, I, I think if you've got guys like Big Hill and 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 Kyrie Wilson and Alden Darby and linebacking core, I think I think they'll spy him and and they'll keep him in check. But the quick passing game can get them some traction, I think. Yeah. That's fair. And you know, what's so annoying about the Bombers too, which is great for you, but you sometimes <laughs> rely on like overconfidence, but at the same time. The Bombers are so confident, but they keep winning. So you're like, well, Frank, yeah. we have nothing at this point. <laughs> it's true. It's true. They back up the confidence, right? Aye. Well, at least they didn't <laughs> guarantee a win. Like, Montreal. Oh. Patrick levels. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. All sorts of levels for him. Um, That's right. All right. So, Zach, give us the keys to the game for your Bombers to pull this one out. Okay, so uh, I think they just have to show up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the coin toss. That's the, yeah, that's yeah. the key if to the They game. win the coin toss. Um, honestly, I think if they stop the run, which I expect them to, if, if, if Saskatchewan tries to establish Powell and they stop the run and they have a spy on Fajardo because he can run, like he is a good runner, I'll give him that, um, I think that then the D-line can just tee off on him. And 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 the secondary is so well coached and they communicate so well that I think they, they can confuse. They they do some pre-snap, post-snap stuff with Fajardo. I think they'll confuse them. So I think – but I think the, stopping the run and stopping the scrambling from Fajardo, I think that's the key on defense. Um, offense, I mean, Winnipeg, you know you know what they do. They ground and pound. Um, but, but Caleros uh, – for me, it's actually Nick Dembski. Ooh. Every game that I watch, I feel like, and Darren Bombing, he he's on Bonfire Sports. He he does bomber stuff. He used to be on TSN. He he calls him the Swiss Army knife. And I just mm-hmm. I think when you when they get Nick Dembski going, he's he just seems to be unstoppable. He he can run out of the back like he had that run against Edmonton. Sorry to bring that up, the thirty seven twenty two, and he like shed fifty players right. So he can run out of the backfield. He can catch out of the backfield. He can run the jet sweep. He can he can take the top off a of defense. Um, so I think getting him going is important. And um, if you get the running going a bit, then you can get into play action. And and uh, I think the Lawler is is he's really impressed me because you know how the Bombers have whiffed on receivers for like twenty years, <laughs> bringing in S- X Eskimo or Elks, you know, like a Darius Bowman and Kenny Stafford and Chris Matthews, and and you know we tried to bring in Bryant Mitchell and X Elk, right? Yeah. Um, it's nice to have a, a receiver uh, like Kenny Lawler. So I, I think he gives us. And, th- and then you've got um, – so I'm not so worried about the offense. Um, I just think they got to get the run going. And then, uh, you know, I, I, as long as Castillo um, is decent, I think we should be fine there. 
Nice. Nice. You know, stay away from big penalties, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, every team could do that. Yeah. yeah. So, don't yeah. freak we, out. We know all about your face. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's do our quick pickems for this week. Um, we'll, we'll, I, I'm pretty sure I know you're picking in the second game, but we'll go in the first game first. Uh, Hamilton versus Toronto. Uh, this we got one... a, uh, we got a prop bet for the second game, so it's good. Oh, do we? Oh, yes. oh, I'm excited. Okay. Um, so the uh, Hamilton Toronto uh, in the six, as they say. Um, no one says that. What's that? No one says that. I'm sure they do. Oh, yeah, I hear the six. That's so should... 15 minutes ago. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to get Nate on next time to tell me how that, what that's like. He can <laughs> he can, he can, can draw out on the video, this is what the six is. Yeah, and I'm going to love it. Because every time he puts one of those those videos out, I can't get enough of it. Keep coming, Tay. He's amazing. Uh, Zach, who you got in this game? You know... I think you have to go with Toronto. I just I feel like they they had um, they they had Hamilton's number, and the mm-hmm. game Hamilton had to win on the road a few weeks back, and for some reason Masoli just kept throwing fifty yard bombs. Right. I don't know. I don't know if he was playing possum with them or what, but I just think you know Toronto's the only team that beat Winnipeg straight up. Um, I think they're, you know, aside from a couple boneheaded things by Dinwiddie, they're they're well coached. They've got a really good defense, got good receivers. I I see them I see them beating Hamilton. Wow! All right, super fan. Yeah, yeah. I was calling for that as well. Um, I sort of thought that Toronto seemed to play like they were made to beat Hamilton. <laughs> it just seemed like that's what they said when they were putting this team together. Well, first off, they said, let's just get every player that's out there. From Calgary. Um, <laughs> From Calgary. <laughs> yeah. How many linebackers do we have? We need more. Doesn't yeah. matter. And receivers and everything else. So, uh, yeah, I mean, having the time off to be able to see what Hamilton did against Montreal, I think that's going to suit them well. And uh, I think they'll take it. It's going to be close. Yeah. All right. Commissioner? Oh, as much as, it, as, as much of fun as it would be to see a rematch of 2019... I don't know if I can actually visualize it happening anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure. I was actually really torn. I was thinking about this all day. And I keep just coming back from a, to an all-blue gray cup. So it must mean I'm going to say Toronto. Oh, I don't okay. know. Every time I pick, they always lose anyway. So whoever I pick is doomed. <laughs> Well, just because of that, no, it's not because of that, because I just think I'm going to pick Hamilton. I, I think, oh. I think, holy Mazzoli. No, um, I think that uh, if I remember correctly, and I no, I could be wrong, but in that game where uh, Hamilton went in and they didn't have the greatest game in Toronto, uh, Don Jackson was not in that game. And True. since they started right. using him, that offense clicks on a different level and you saw Brandon Banks step up to the challenge of, of Patrick levels and score a touchdown in this last game. And he's starting to come on again. And there's a good chance that we see Braylon Addison back in there. And once he kind of got the killer bees going in Hamilton, you, you just never know. And, and that Hamilton defensive line played unreal against Montreal last week. So, uh, I, I, I still think it's very, very close. And honestly, it could just be a coin flip. But because you all picked Toronto, I'm picking Hamilton. And we'll see how this pans out. See how it goes. Somebody had to say Holy Mazzoli. So I'm I, glad you said. You're welcome. 
You're welcome, Commission. I, I got your back. I got your back. Um, all right. So the next game, uh, we're all we're all going green, right? Yeah. No. Totally. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. Comedy. Uh, super fan. Do you want to tell us why the bombers are going to win this game? Because like they're going to show up. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how did Saskatchewan do against Winnipeg this year again? Not well. how that worked out. No, yeah. 57 well. 17 or something was a 56 17 combined score. Yeah, that's pretty much going to say it all. I think, yeah, I just don't think they have it. Winnipeg is so complete, like you said, with Castillo back now. Having that special teams, um, they have one of the greatest special teams players of all time uh, yeah. on on the cover. And then. And, and, and that defensive line, that offensive line is just so strong. You know, they even have a couple all-stars now. So, um, you know, 15 all-stars make the team this year. Which wasn't even the record. No, that's scary. I'm sure we had it. Um, like, who had the record again, Superfan? Yeah, I don't know. Some other team. I can't yeah. remember who they are. 1980. Uh, but yeah, I just don't think Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, this was their great cup. And I think that... Uh, you know, they'll all go back and say, "Yeah, we beat Calgary again for the first time and for the, for the every time since 1971." Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's the Bombers. All right, Commissioner. Yeah, I can't really put much more to that. I mean, that game was ugly against Calgary. I mean, oh, it's just. It's either going to be a really big upset, upset, or just a really big slaughter, and I'm probably going to pick the latter. Not probably, <laughs> actually. <laughs> it's fair. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. I said blue gray cup, blue gray cup. So we're going bombers. All right, yeah, I'm going bombers too. I think they uh, they they've they've shown enough during the season. Uh, I think it might be close because I think that I think Saskatchewan might jump out in the first half, and then uh, the bombers in the second half will be like, "Hey, remember we're the bombers," and then that'll be the end of that. So that's how I think that goes. Uh, Zach, tell us uh, why you're cheering for the rectangle this time. For the rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the shape of the hard to spell, easy to draw. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. right, though. I never heard that. How could I have not heard that? <laughs> I, you what obviously have not listened to our show very often because we oh, call sorry, that guys. All the time. Fair. Do you do you hate do you hate Saskatchewan more than than Winnipeg? I assume you would. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, They're right. Anyway. Well, I. Uh, Mike, I'm glad how you just put your. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> there. Question. Calling calling Bill for the gift. Yeah. Honestly, if Saskatchewan beats us, it will be as bad as the 1972 West Final, which people who are people people who are veteran fans have never forgotten the 72 West Final, where <laughs> Saskatchewan was down. That was, by the way, the last time Winnipeg hosted a West Final, 72. Uh, Winnipeg was beating them uh, 24 to seven. They came back and beat us on the last play of the game, which is an infamous play in Winnipeg history i think mike knows it super fan mike's nodding his head the 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 rider the his name was jack abinshawn and he was kicking trying to kick a walk-off winner he missed the kick the bombers kicked it out and when they they tried to get the ball from saskatchewan they called no yards yeah so he got another they, kick they got another kick and won it oh my 
So um, that would just be abominable. But if we beat them and Toronto's playing, we've actually never beaten Toronto in the Grey Cup. Ooh, interesting. Well, that's true. That's Yeah, some of the Argos fans were trolling us. Oh, you've never beaten us in the Grey Cup. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Ooh, all right. So you're going all blue then, too. That's interesting. All blue. Uh, yep. That's exciting. All right. Um, so there is a prop bet that's suggested. Yes. I was just so a ask. real simple one. It's okay. a yes or no question. Hmm. Does Mike O'Shea wear shorts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the Minus yes. 11 is apparently the forecast for Sunday. <laughs> I'm taking the yes on this. <laughs> I you love sure? it. What do you got? Oh, yeah. You're taking the yes? Okay. What do you think, Zach? Uh, you know, I hate to ruin the party, but I, I don't think he was wearing shorts, uh, in the last home game against the Owls. He wears these really ugly, like sort of khaki pants. He either wears the shorts or the khaki pants. So I think he's going to be wearing the coach khaki pants. Um, but if he came out in shorts, that would be absolutely epic. Speaking of Dwayne Mandrusiak. We should call the show Coach Khaki Pants. Oh, my God. That makes me laugh so hard. So good. Uh, okay, super fan, do you have the yes or no on the shorts? Uh, not yes, but hell yes. I okay, think. perfect. We need to do is set up a what's his record in khaki pants versus what's his record Ooh. in shorts. I think that'd be, that'd be killer. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be amazing. What if Who's... he wore, like, jorts or something, like jean shorts? <laughs> random. Well, then a friend of ours would be pretty yeah, I was going to say, Daltz would be so excited. He'd be like, yes, it's about time. It's finally catching on. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Um, well, before we go, uh, fantasy uh, side of things, super fan, um, as we said yes. off the top, uh, you did find a way to beat Safamod from the Piffles podcast to get into the semifinals, where you will meet... The other compatriot of the Turf oh. District podcast. It is the district battle in the semifinals. Tell ya. Um, so one of us is going to the final. There we are. One of us can oh. have the belt. That's oh, it's gonna be so awesome uh, when you get it. And I'm standing there going, "Nice job, Mike. That's great." Yeah. yeah. Um, the other semifinal has Joe from the Rouge, White, and Blue podcast. He will take on Ryan from the Canadian Football Countdown. Um, Winnipegger. So Winnipegger. Sure. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. He's had an amazing year in fantasy as well. Well, they're both Bomber fans, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, oh, we got Elks versus Bombers. Either. All right. <laughs> elks and Elks and Bombers and Bombers. Is it 1990 or 1993? Let's find out. <laughs> 93, 93, 93, 93. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, so make sure you listen to all those great shows at cfpodnetwork.ca. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by the Alberta Podcast Network. Uh, check out the show Putting It Together. Each episode, Kyle Marshall and a guest take a deep dive into a different Steve even Sondheim song. Uh, I thought that was topical this week, uh, as of course we send out our thoughts to the family of the great song songwriter that passed away this past weekend. Um, Kyle did a memorial episode. Uh, it's a little tough to get through, but it's uh, but um, definitely very passionate. Uh, and his back catalog goes through songs from West Side Story, Follies, and Company. Uh, check out this and all the other amazing shows at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Uh, just to make it more fun. Um, so, 
uh, Zach, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We had some great laughs. I hope you had a good time. Um, and, uh, and congrats again on, on finishing up your first year with your podcast. Uh, we're really enjoying it. So uh, tell everyone where they can find you online and where they find your show. Well, it's uh, Bomber Podcast. I have to think about that. At Bomber Podcast on Twitter. Not Bombers because it didn't fit. Uh, Bomber Podcast on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Bomber Podcast as well. And then the show's on uh, Apple, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, Yeah, pretty easy to find. Yeah, and it's called Let's Go Bombers. I probably should have told you the title, yes. (laughs) Let's Go Bombers Podcast. You know what? It's okay. It's, It's Veterans teaching rookies that's how this works this is all it's all about remember yeah. note to self if, if someone is ever uh, silly enough to ask you on again uh let's go bomber know know the title of the podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's okay next week we're all taking bets on whether i even wear pants when we do this it's you know shorts right. for mike. pants is optional whenever we do this yeah right mike you don't even know what we're wearing right now I know. That's right. That's that's the best part. Yeah. Um, super fan. Where does everybody find you? <laughs> they can find me at 56 Parkies, and then the history and horde stuff will be at Edmonton History. That's at E D M H I S T O R Double E. Wonderful. Yeah, you can find me at Duchess Lombardi. And don't feel bad, Zach. I think it took me a good year to get our former name down. So <laughs> you're in good company. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Yeah. What's our Instagram? <laughs> Go, Commissioner. Yeah, that was so amazing. Uh, They'll find lovely. us. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, make sure, of course, that you are following our good friends. I should put this up right here. There we are. Follow our good friends at Pay It Forward with Football. Uh, they are having the Stuff a Wallet campaign. Uh, make sure that you jump on payitforwardwithfootball.ca, I believe it is, and uh, or it might be .com, actually, and uh, donate to the Stuff a Wallet. Uh, it's super easy. I did it, and uh, you can just pay right online through the website. Uh, or if you have any gift cards lying around and you need to get those uh, forward to somebody uh, get in touch with them and we can uh, make somebody else's Christmas brighter uh, as I said already, check out all the great shows uh, on the CFPN at uh, cfpodnetwork.ca and the Alberta Podcast Network at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Uh, just change it up a little bit for you there, Mike. You're welcome. Yeah, thank <laughs> and, you. Uh, join in the huddle with us uh, at the Turf District. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we will be back next week to set up the Grey Cup game, and I am working on Ooh. a special guest to talk about Ooh, that. Excitement. <laughs> fun uh we'll see how how well that goes but uh that, that's what we're gonna work on uh needless to say uh thank you again for joining us thanks for joining us on youtube and uh, for watching the show live and downloading the show make sure you rate review and subscribe uh share and tell all your friends about the show because we have more exciting things coming up that we are going to be talking all the elks as we get into all of these hires and things once gray cup is over because i assume it will not be long after that uh so thank you again for joining us zach so for zach commissioner k and superfan mike i'm andrew remember you can't catch footballs with your face and we will absolutely talk to you next week thanks for listening find more great shows like this at cf pod network on twitter 